The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who is called barren. For nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done unto me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to the Lord Jesus Christ. Verbum caro ik factum est. What did I say? Verbum caro ik factum est. It's one of the few Latin phrases I know. It means the word became flesh here. Ik means here. And so that phrase appears on a plaque on the altar in Nazareth where today's gospel took place. Has anyone been there? To Nazareth? Okay, a few of you. Great. I got to offer Mass right there at that altar in what was Mary's house in Nazareth. And so they have the plaque that marks the spot where the Word became flesh. It's beautiful to reflect on that because of the mystery that we are celebrating and that we're getting ready to celebrate. That God became a man. And he became a man in the womb of Mary. And I think there's a lot that we could reflect on, but one thing for sure I think that we have to ponder this morning is that God respected Mary's freedom. And Mary's cooperation was very important in God's plan for salvation. Because that is true for all of us, that God respects our freedom 
but that our cooperation in God's plan is important. It's not inconsequential. Obviously, Mary's cooperation was very important and absolutely essential, you could say, for God's plan to be carried out. But nevertheless, God was not going to presume, nor was he going to impose his will on Mary. And that is true for all of us. God will never impose his will on your life. He wants it to be carried out, that's for sure, because he knows that his plans are good, not just for you, but that your cooperation in his plan means good things for other people. Starting with your own family and friends, community, but it even extends beyond that. I was having a conversation with, a, with one of my housemates, and he was telling me how he had a dream the other night to pray for our country. And he said he was inspired to invoke the intercession of St. Thomas More, St. John Fisher, and St. Louis, the great king of France. St. Louis. That's where we get our St. Louis from. But if you don't know the story of Thomas More and John Fisher, they were both English martyrs. John Fisher was a bishop. Thomas More was a lawyer. I'm not going to get into their stories right now, but if you don't know their stories, look it up. Very inspiring. Very inspiring. But then he shared his story with uh, another one of our housemates, our superior, who happens to be a great historian, loves church history. And he said, oh, well, those saints are very much related to uh, government and politics. And as he was sharing that story with me this morning, because I dropped him off at the airport early, I was getting goosebumps. You know, so think about that. John Fisher, Thomas More, they lived about 500 years ago. But they still continue to have a role in God's plan for salvation. St. Therese, the little flower, died at 24 in a convent. She was cloistered, which means she didn't go out. She never preached a homily. She never preached a retreat outside the convent. She probably had retreats for the novices because she was the novice master for a little while. But basically lived in complete obscurity, meaning nobody really knew that she was there except the sisters and her family. But most of her sisters were in the convent with her. So, But she wrote a diary that her sister, her superior, asked her to write. And today that diary has been translated into God only knows how many languages. And how many of you have read Story of a Soul? Yeah, a couple of you. That's more homework for you over the Christmas holiday. You can read Story of a Soul. It's a classic. 
And how many of you have invoked St. Therese, the little flower? Yeah, even more, right? So how is it that this 24-year-old French girl is now known throughout the world? And she even knew it. She's like, my mission is only going to really get started once I get to heaven. So I think it's fascinating to see how God works when we allow him to carry out his plans in our lives. Same thing could be said for the Blessed Virgin, Mother Mary. Here, she's probably a teenager at this point, okay? I mean, not to scandalize anybody, but she's probably 13, 14 years old in this gospel. Was she a prodigy? Of course, you know, she's the Immaculate Conception. Okay, so that was a singular grace. But God gives graces according to our our mission. So we can carry it out successfully. But look at Mary's life. Was there anything particularly spectacular to the naked eye about her life? Nope. Nope. Remember what, uh, I think it was Philip, right? What Philip said when he found out that Jesus was from Nazareth? Can anything good come from Nazareth, you know? So Mary was from this podunk town, if you will, out in the country. You know, maybe people considered her a redneck. I don't know. (laughs) God forgive me. But if he said it, there must be some truth to it, right? People knew Nazareth to be a know-nothing place. So, there she was. And there they were, the holy family, just doing their thing, rather poor, no frills, For 30 years, Jesus was there. And then, of course, he began his public ministry, and then the miracles came, but Mary wasn't the one performing the miracles. She was silent, just praying. After the wedding at Cana, Mary really isn't quoted as having said much of anything. Except that at one point, she shows up with some of Jesus' cousins, and they're like, hey, you know, your mom and your cousins are outside. And then Jesus is like, well, who are my mother and my brothers and my sisters and my cousins, you know? He who does the will of God, that's who is my mother and my brother and my sister. And Mary did that. She did it perfectly, in fact. God's will. God's will. What is God's will for me? You should ask yourself that question regularly. If you don't, let that be a New Year's resolution. What is God's will for me today? And it's not that you know, you're going to have some big radical shift 
Oh yeah, God's calling me to be a, a monk now. <laughs> or a sister. Sorry, Greg, I'm going to join the convent. No, I doubt that's going to happen. It has happened in history, but you know. It's not about that. It's about living in the present moment and being united with God in spirit and in truth, in charity and in truth. Being open to being led by God who has your best interest in mind and the best interest of your community. So God is talking to us all the time. He's trying to get through to us. And the more we are open to listening, the better we get at hearing his voice. And then when he asks you to do something, because he will ask, he won't demand it. As I said, he won't impose his will on you. He won't force you to do something. But when he asks, he's hoping for a yes. Think about that. Almighty God humbles himself, in a sense, to ask us if we will do something on his behalf. That takes a lot of humility. But that's our God. Follow me. Will you follow me? Who, me? Yeah, you. (laughs) I'm even calling you, yeah. I mean, that's how I felt when I was 20 years old, when I felt God calling me to be a priest. You want me to be a priest? Are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding. Oh, my. God. Really? (laughs) Yeah, really. But it's because I had already been saying yes to the little promptings that he was giving me. Pray a little bit more. You're not praying at all. And it was Lent, 1993. Start praying more. Okay, yes, I need to start praying more. I'm really not praying much. Get to Mass. Get to confession. Don't drink so much. (laughs) Don't hang out with that person. Okay. You know? And I started saying yes. More and more. That music you're listening to, throw that out. When I felt called to the, you know, when I finally then answered my call to the seminary, I was a DJ in college, and I had quite a CD collection back then. You know, that's what we had back in the 90s, a CD collection. And I even had some albums too, probably. I had Stairway to Heaven, I know that. But as I'm going through my CD collection, I'm giving a bunch of CDs away to friends, but then I'm looking at some of my CDs, I'm like, I don't know if anybody should really be listening to that. All right. Threw it in the garbage. Was God standing over me with a bat, threatening to hit me over the head if I didn't throw it away? No. Was it for my good and for the good of my friends? Yes. Does God want what's best for you? Yes. Is that easy? No. Not always. 
Not always. Because, yeah, we all have our plans and we all have our, you know, we, our projections about what we should do or about what we want to do. But believe me, God has a lot of surprises. Even for Mary. How can this be since I have no relations with a man? She didn't say it was impossible. She didn't say that she wasn't open to it. But she's just like, well, how's that going to happen? And then God explains. And then her, behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. That's her yes, her fiat. That's the other Latin phrase I know. Fiat mici secundum verbum tuum. Her fiat. It wasn't a car. I had a fiat convertible. My dad had a fiat convertible that I got to drive. But it was not a fiat convertible. Fiat means let it be done. Let it be done. Let it be done to me according to your word. Whatever you say. For you accountants out there, I know we don't have many accountants that come to church, but there might be one here today. She signed a blank check. And she said, there you go, God, you fill in the amount. You fill in the amount. I signed it. I don't care what you fill out. Whatever you say, let it be done according to your word. So let's ask her today to help us say yes. Let's ask her to help us fill out that blank check for 2021. If you thought you needed it for 2020, hang on, because 2021 is going to get even more interesting, I would say. So we're going to need a lot of faith. We're going to need a lot of hope. We're going to need a lot of trust in God's plan. Even when things don't turn out the way we thought or the way we wanted. But God has a plan, a beautiful plan. And it does include Mother Mary and the triumph of her immaculate heart. When I've been in deliverance sessions, and I say her immaculate heart will triumph, the devil really doesn't like that because he knows it's true. He gets really upset when I remind him that her immaculate heart will triumph. So that's what I'm betting on in 2021. Whenever it's going to happen, it's going to happen because God said that it's going to happen, and I believe it. Because he's a man of his word. God is a man of his word. And so if he said it, you better believe it. It's going to happen. And he wants to make you a part of that wonderful plan. So we ask God to help us say yes to trust. Because he has so much that he wants to give us. Namely himself, his love, his joy, his peace, his presence. His assurance, his victory. He wants to give us his victory 
through our Lord Jesus Christ.